you know, other cannabinoids. And you typically consumers want to see a, um, a suite of cannabinoids. So if you use just an isolate, you're not going to get CBG, you're not going to get CBN, you're not going to get CBC. And um, it's pretty much a one trick pony. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a more, it's a more processed item. And um, just consumers, I think, are going to want to see it's a natural uh, distillated oil from um, you know, the hemp plant. IHemp Michigan is a member based organization backing hemp farmers, seed cultivators, processors, manufacturers, and hemp businesses statewide. Our members are engaged in defining the path to success of industrial hemp from seed to sale and beyond. We are committed to empowering hemp farmers, fueling industry leaders, and educating consumers to ensure hemp flourishes in the Midwest. Our focus is influencing responsible and fair regulation, providing grower education, and enabling full access to the evolving marketplace. I have Michigan advocates for wellness in people and the planet through hemp, and it begins with the farmer. Now, on to our show. Ron Fazio is a former board-certified forensic scientist with over 20 years of controlled substance experience. Hemp Synergistics, Synergistics has developed a proprietary process to produce a unique hemp extract, BioDry. It is a patent-pending novel, broad-spectrum hemp powder with 50% CBD by weight, using only 100% all-natural and 100% vegan ingredients. The free-flowing, concentrate nature of BioDry provides a solution for supplement manufacturers to create CBD-containing capsules that additionally functional ingredients. So, Ron, I want to thank you for having time today and come on and join us. We, uh, we always like to get out this information to everybody, so... Um, Ron, maybe there's some more you want to give us on your background, or looks yeah, like we need to it. throw him a life preserver. It looks like he's in the middle of the ocean there, or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to mention too. I, I met Ron. Uh, I'm speaking at the uh, cannabis law uh, uh, conference at Soaring Eagle Casino next month, and Ron was he's on the panel with a, a group of us talking about hemp. And what, what I, what really interests me about Ron is he's, yeah, cause I'm always trying to learn in this space. You know, he's got a different way of doing things for his processing. So I want to pick his brain. I'm really excited to hear what you got going on, Ron. Well, thank you. Uh, I apologize for some reason. I can't connect via audio to the zoom call. So I'm patched through on a speakerphone. So I apologize if there's a uh, lack of quality in the audio, uh, but we, I started Hemp Synergistics a couple of years ago with a co-founder, Russell Sosimo, and original plan was to be an extractor and remediator, that is to produce THC-free hemp oil. As everybody knows, uh, without remediation, hemp oil contains an illegal amount or a large amount of Delta-9 THC, and not only is that illegal, but it also, there's a lot of consumers that don't want THC. They don't want to fail drug tests. They don't want to be impaired. People like me that actually get physically ill from Delta 9 THC. We uh, opted to use a technology reverse flash chromatography to do this based on the flexibility of those systems and the redundancy of those systems. Along the way, we came up with several new products. And, and one that's um, we're particularly proud of is a way to make a um, powderized Sorry, my computer is, something's acting up. Uh, a way to create powderized hemp oil without using nano emulsification or lipo emulsification. It's using uh, all natural vegan ingredients that are, um, you know, in foods every day. And uh, this, you know, keeps us from having to use some of the harsher or unnecessary chemicals that are um, used in either nano or lipo emulsification. So we achieved a way to uh, powderize hemp oil for the Nutra market, you know, for nutraceuticals. We standardized it at a 50% CBD by weight. It is a broad spectrum hemp oil, so it contains monocannabinoids. <clears throat> and for the food industry, we've standardized it to be 20% uh, CBD by weight, again, a broad spectrum oil, so that um, this free-flowing powder can be used in existing equipment, existing recipes. There's nothing special that has to be done. It's flavorless, odorless, and um, really offers no negative impact to manufacturing processes. So the best part about it is 
this particular polysaccharide that we lock it in is relatively uh, untouched by stomach acids. It's only when it reaches the small intestines where natural body enzymes unlock it and release the oil microencapsulated for absorption in the small intestines. And that's where cannabinoids and oils are absorbed. So it's really, it's a, it's a clean, very, um, very neat process that doesn't involve harsh chemicals or preservatives and allows, you know, hemp oil manufacturers to have shelf-stable powderized product they can use in just nearly any application. That's it. Uh, Mike, did you understand all that? Uh, somewhat, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty deep. So let's, let's unpack this a little bit. So you're, you're processing hemp flour, and you're not using any solvents. So, so, when I, when I, so we'll typically, we have the ability to extract hemp oil from biomass. We typically don't need to do that. We'll typically buy hemp oil um, or hemp distillate. Oh, okay. So you're starting from the distillate. Typically. We can start from biomass, but there's so much distillate on the market right now. We there just is. start from distillate. We'll then remediate it using reverse flash chromatography uh, and then reconstitute it back to a to original hemp distillate, but minus the Delta 9 THC. And this is a technology that several extractors have. Uh, it is it's not easy, but we're not the only ones that do it by any stretch of the imagination. We then take that oil and we can sell the oil or we can further process the oil into a powder. And we can, you know, depending on the, it really doesn't matter what the original concentration of the CBD is in the oil, we can standardize it to a particular percentage for the consumer or for the application. So like for making capsules, 50% by weight seems to be the sweet spot. So it, the oil is about 55% oil. I think mean, the powder is about 55% oil and 45% polysaccharide. Nothing, that, nothing else. And that polysaccharide is what does the magic inside your body to get it to where you want to be best consumed? Correct. It's a, it's a polysaccharide. It's a natural uh, polysaccharide. Nothing manufactured about it. It's vegan. Um, but it's in a helical shape. And the trick is we, we relax it and we're able to drive the cannabinoids inside that helical shape. And then it collapses back on itself and, and captures that oil within it. Uh, it stays pretty good shelf life of two plus years. Um, and it's untouched by uh, mild acidic conditions like in the stomach. It uh, can only be broken down by body enzymes, which are natural in your, in your small intestines. So <clears throat> we have a product that's free-flowing powder. We can granulate it to pretty much any size. So like baking applications, we'll granulate it for uh, like flour consistency. For nutraceutical, they want something a little more um, robust. So it's more like a Parmesan cheese gradient. Um, and then, you know, it's sold to whomever wants it. So you're, we, have, uh, we don't really have the regulation in place for the food industry for CBD, do we? I mean, are, are, are you seeing the contracts uh, come in, you know, for, you know, with that granola bar or whatever with your, you know, it seems like it'd be a perfect application for that. It is. It really is. Um, and yes, we are. Uh, we have both our own products like Hemp Baker's line, which is some of the first CBD edible made from, you know, hemp oil, not from CBD isolate. It tastes like a cookie. It, or it tastes like a brownie, depending on the product. Um, but um, uh, larger manufacturers are still waiting. You know, the, mm. the, 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 big, the big industry players uh, who we are having conversations with, they're still, on the, still waiting on the sidelines until, um, you know, the feds come along with some, some more direct or um, clear legislation. And it looks like it'll come out literally any week now. Um, several states, however, they don't want to wait like New York. And have written their own rules and those mm -hmm. rules are what we think is pretty much going to come out of the face it's going to be labeling it's going to be accreditation it's going to be dosing um you know maximum dosing per unit that kind of thing no no isolate has to be a distillate um and so we see that it's what we believe what the, what the feds are going to come out with with this latest uh, bill that's being discussed right now yeah, that's one of the things i was curious about you know what's the difference between your product and an isolate 
So um, there's, there's two, well, it's a couple more than two, but there's a couple of problems with isolating. And the biggest problem is that CBD isolate, an isolated form, is an already approved pharmaceutical, epidiolex. And, you know, the longstanding, hard and fast FDA rules, you cannot put a pharmaceutical into a functional food or beverage. So that's why, you know, as my coworker likes to say, you, you're never going to find a Viagra granola bar. I would be very popular, I'm sure, but <laughs> you're just never going to see that. So um, no blue cookies or anything like that coming, right, then? Yeah, Viagra yeah. cookies or Viagra milkshake. Mm. And so uh, that really limits, um, you know, what functional food, and I'm going to move a little bit over so the light's not in the camera, what functional foods and, uh, you know, beverage industries can use. Whereas a distillate is a natural extract, and it may be 90, 90 plus percent CBD, but it's a distillate. And the, uh, these states and the FDA, in, in similar type of instances, like with fermented rice vinegar and, and other things, they have um, they've said if it's a natural extract, then it's okay. You can put that into a functional food or beverage, mm -hmm. uh, but not the isolated form of the drug. The second problem is, is that CBD is a great cannabinoid and the body needs cannabinoids, but uh, it needs you know, other cannabinoids. And you typically consumers want to see a, um, a suite of cannabinoids. So if you use just an isolate, you're not going to get CBG, you're not going to get CBN, you're not going to get CBC. And um, it's pretty much a one trick pony. And, um, you know, it's just, it, it, it's a more, it's a more processed item and, um, just consumers, I think, are going to want to see it's a natural uh, distillated oil from um, you know, the hemp plant. What, what about terpenes? Are they preserved in this process? They can be. Typically, most of our products avoid the use of terpenes because our consumers tend to want to avoid that, you know, the flavor, that aroma. Uh, but these can be locked in. Um, there's a lot of benefit with taking terpenes. We just don't see it in the you know, the more the more um, mass consumer market that we typically sell to. Okay. Maybe I don't understand it as well as I should, but let me ask a question and then we'll discover if I do. Um, in the, the big bugaboo right now is Delta AIDS because they're used, they use that acid process to get them. Now, would your process at all make Delta AIDS safer then, or is that not applicable? No, it, it, well, both. It's not neither applicable nor, nor, um, would make it safe. The problem with Delta 8 is that um, it's synthetically produced and a lot of the operators out there are not chemists. They, they don't have a, you know, a, a, you know, like I do, 30 years of chemistry experience. Excuse me. <laughs> Apologize. Uh, they tend to, and we've, we've, you know, brought in Delta 8 samples and we've analyzed them behind me as an analytical lab that we use. Um, and it's typically contains an unacceptable amount of Delta 9 THC, solvents, heavy metals. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that. Uh, that, you know, you can't get around that with uh, powderizing it or any other way. It's just not good. The second problem is that the, the, the DEA, the federal DEA, so last year uh, moved synthetic THCs, all THCs, Delta 8, Delta 10, Delta, I think you got the Delta 12 is all as a schedule one narcotic. Mm. So while these um, THCs may potentially be marketable under state marijuana programs, they are, and there's no way, two ways to look at it. They are illegal uh, federally and usually on the state level for the hemp industries, the hemp players. Um, I keep you know reading articles about it and it's always described as a gray area. And I find that funny because the, both the feds and most states have, have made it crystal clear. There's no gray area about it. It's it's illegal. It's a synthetic delta. Not it's a synthetic THC, and uh, just can't be used. It's funny though. The feds have not outlawed any other synthetic cannabinoid family. Just the THCs. So theoretically, somebody could make a synthetic CBN, and that's okay. Hmm. Um, and I, I don't know why the um, the DEA chose to just keep it limited to the THCs, but that's what's written in the rule. So. I think that's more of a DEA thing. Uh, they're still fighting the war on drugs. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I was part of that. So, uh, my background is actually forensic science and I've, 
I've operated forensic labs for decades. And so I was on the other side up until a few years ago. Um, so it gives me, you know, somewhat of a unique perspective. Um, but there's just, just to let, you know, everyone know, we tend to think of cannabinoids as, you know, from the plant. There are hundreds of cannabinoids and most of them are synthetic and uh, most of them are, are very bad. They will cause serious mental and physical health issues. Hmm. And, um, you know, people think of them as K2. Uh, those are just an amazing number of synthetic cannabinoids uh, that have been in the market and um, really causing some issues. So the DA is a little leery of any synthetically produced cannabinoids because of the, the other synthetics that have been um, a real issue. So, Ron, you brought this up about you were in your past life, you were a, a forensic uh, scientist. Were you working for the state or for the federal or private labs or? Yes, yes, yes. So we, um, I've, I've worked at state and county uh, or city and um, county labs. I started my own forensic lab. I grew it. It was our the nation's first full service accredited uh, privately held crime lab. And we grew through um, public private partnerships with law enforcement agencies. We would install and operate crime labs inside of their, their department. So, um, you know, the, the forensics in this day and age is you just can't hire a guy and buy a piece of equipment and you're good to go. It's a very complex and very regulated industry. So it was a lot easier for police departments to manage a contract rather than manage the lab. So we were able to bring them, you know, a, a laboratory system for a, a very economical price. So they could get their work done. We could service other agencies in that area. And, you know, we've served in my career, I've served state, local, federal um, agencies, just about every level. So, so then how did you, did, how did you switch to this then? What was your, what was the emphasis to switch over to here? Great question. So I sold my company in 2012, 2013 um, to another company, a larger laboratory that did predominantly just uh, forensic toxicology and clinical toxicology. Um, they I'm from Pennsylvania. They're in Pennsylvania. They relocated us back to Pennsylvania, which was nice. I've been living in Texas for decades. And my contract ended with them, and I ended up uh, doing a little bit more work. I ended up working for a even much bigger company. And then around 2015, 2016, Pennsylvania opened up the medical marijuana. And I thought, man, this is, this is interesting. I've probably one of the few people that has decades of legal marijuana experience. So I looked into it. I considered actually applying for a dispensary license, opted not to do that, but I did stay involved. And one of those, one of the major players was Ruster Sosimo. He and I decided to start Hemp Synergistics in 20, late 2018, early 2019. The, the Pennsylvania market, you know, I listened to uh, Lancaster Farms, the newspaper, uh, Eric, uh, Herlock, is it? But uh, I remember him talking about in Pennsylvania, they published all the grows and people were making raids with U-Haul trailers to the uh, hemp farms. What? Tell me about that. How's, how's the journey been in Pennsylvania? You know, I, to do that, I'd have to be able to judge it against other states. And frankly, I'm, I'm you know, I'm ill prepared to do that. I can tell you about, you know, my personal journey, the the licensing and, and oversight process has been pretty good. Uh, I don't have any major complaints. Um, you know, you, you fill out a pretty detailed application. You get your, your um, the owners have to get background checked through the state. Um, really, the more difficult process for us has been securing and maintaining both GMP and 21 CFR 111 accreditation, which you need for food and nutraceutical. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, they're, they're, that those are federally, you know, federally regulated programs and, and your auditors are very, you know, particular about how you're doing. But um, from the hemp side, the, the state's been good to us, uh, no complaints. Um, and they were working through the pandemic. And so I was pretty impressed with that. Um, you know, there's been some hiccups in Pennsylvania has there, has there been in every state, but, um, you know, generally it's, I think it's pretty good here in Pennsylvania. They're not, um, as far as I know, there's no onerous legislation against uh, the industry or foods. Um, I think if I had a guess, and it would be a guess, Pennsylvania 
would you know sit back and look at what New York, New Jersey, and Ohio do with foods and and nutraceuticals before they take it um, put something out there. So, mm-hmm. no complaints about Pennsylvania. Excellent. All right. It's my hometown. My home. My home state. Yeah, I'm a Flyers fan. I grew up uh, South Jersey. You know, I was a Broad Street Bullies fan back in the day. Oh, that's the hockey thing. I was wondering where they came from, Dave. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's it. Bobby Clark, Bill Barber, all those guys. So, Ron, you don't do any contract with any growers or anything. You just get your product basically from the market or from from processors that you know that are making the making the CBD oil. Correct. We, um, you know, again, we 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 can extract from biomass, and I'm sure we will be in the future, uh, but with the just overall ponderance of mm. crude and distillate. We, the unique thing about the way we set this this lab up, and we've got a 50,000 square foot facility, instead mm. of buying gigantic extraction equipment and you know stuff that can do thousands of tons at a time, based on my experience, I prefer smaller redundant systems. So I'll start with uh, a line, a line that I, I know can, can produce so much per month or per, per day. Uh, if I need to increase that, then I can add on to the and make additional lines. So when a piece of equipment goes down, I never have to call a client and say, you know, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm not going to be producing until they fly out the tech to fix it. Instead, I may have, uh, you know, have to end on another shift or have to call the client and say, it's going to take a week longer, but I'm never dead in the water. So, but by doing that, the added benefit was we can accept, um, Biomass, we can accept crude, we can accept distillate, and we have equipment and processes to handle it at any stage. So it could be a client that has a special um, non-decarboxylated distillate that they want remediated, but they want to keep it non-decarboxylated, we can do that. Then we have a client that wants to take Delta, we have these Delta 8s and turn it into a powder. We can do that. Um, We have a client that wants Delta 8 remediated from Delta 9 and then turn to powder. So we're able to take all these different, you know, unique um, oddball kind of of difficult situations and just fold them right in. So Mm -hmm. it's a, we're pretty, pretty fortunate in that. I'd like to say it was, you know, all my great plan, but (laughs) we just got a little lucky. So So, uh, do uh, you just serve as clients in Pennsylvania or in other states as well? We, we, we've been servicing clients as far south as Florida and as far west as California. Huh. So all over the country, Oregon. Um, I don't think we've served anybody in Texas yet, which is, you know, sad. Do you have, do you have folks you work with in Michigan? I think we've done some work in Michigan. I don't know that we're currently doing any work in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wanted to get your product, I, I'm assuming that it comes in a powder form. Is how it's uh, how it's delivered to everybody. How would they get a hold of you? Uh, do you have a website that they would go to to, to listen yes, to the other products? Logistics or contact information is on there. They can learn about all of our products. Um, they can have everything from uh, their distillate remediated and returned to their distillates remediated and turned into a powder, or their distillate turned into a powder with no remediation. The only thing that we can't do is, uh, you know, as a hemp licensees, of course, we can't sell a non-compliant Delta 9 THC product and, and or Delta 8 for that matter. And so we, we don't do that. But, but um, you know, doing that toll processing uh, turned into a powder or something like that is no problem. We also manufacture a lot of CPG items from tinctures and salves, bath bombs and um, uh, baked goods. And, um, you know, we sell those all over the place. We have a pretty, pretty good white label program. If anybody, uh, we have several doctors that use our white label program for their clinic care uh, products. Is there a minimum? You know, I have five liters of uh, distillate, but it's only about 65%. It's not a real high um, ratio on the distillate. Yeah, and, and I'd like to actually say something about um low CBD concentration distillate. Um, but it, we, we really don't have a minimum. I mean, it's got to be more than a kilo. Obviously, the more you have, the lower sales is going to, you know, make the pricing. I don't do pricing yeah. operations. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, 
back in 2018, 2019, low CBD distillate was considered, you know, the worst. And um, I, I got to tell you that low CBD distillate is actually a bone. It's, um, it's typically got a good, most of the time, a, a, a really good representation of minor cannabinoids. Um, and it's, um, you're able to get more products and more use out of it because the CBD is lower. Um, in terms of our processing, I don't care, it makes no difference. Mm -hmm. um, but um, in terms of making products, I can still turn 65% CBD into uh, the bake mix version, like the 20% the twenty by weight. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it's, it's great. It's a wonderful product and very valuable. So, I mean, imagine having a powder. Can you can share? Dave, can I share my screen? Can you let me share my screen? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, in one second. Yes, you may. Okay, I'm just going to bring up. So, this is their. Uh, this is your website here. Just want to bring this up so everybody could yep. see. Mm -hmm. So you can go into products, and you know we have introductions on the bio dry and the Canna Boost. And Canna Boost is really interesting, and um, the true rec the true THC quantification. So the thing with um, with cannabinoids and you know, I heard the, the lipo crowd and the nano crowd talk about absorbability and they'll throw percentages out there, but both of them have um, just terrible bioavailability. And that's nothing to do with the particle size. It has to do with your liver. Your liver will absolutely destroy cannabinoids, um, over 90% of them. Hmm. So this is well known in the nutraceutical industry. And they'll use something called P450 enzyme inhibitors. And these are um, natural chemicals. You can even eat them all, every day that actually block, temporarily block those P450 enzymes. So you end up absorbing a lot more um, of that, whatever it is that you're taking. So if you've ever taken a medication on the, on the back of it, the bottle says, do not take with grapefruit juice. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the major components of grapefruit juice is nandrin. And nandrin is a, P450 enzyme inhibitor. So if you drank it, you took that medication with grapefruit juice, you absorb multiple times more of that drug than you were supposed uh, to. And that's bad, uh, especially in heart medications and things like that. So, um, you know, we have a, we have a encapsulated product with the BioDry. It's the Nutramix version. And we pack it with, the nice thing about it is because it's so concentrated, We've got 400, 500 milligrams of space left in that capsule, um, even with a 25 milligram dose that we can pack in by this, uh, this, these enzyme inhibitors. And so when you take one of our capsules, it, you feel it. I mean, you, you feel the, the, the cannabinoids hit you. Hmm. So um, it's a, you know, it's, it's a great product. And again, no harsh chemicals, no preservatives, vegan. I mean, there's really not a lot not to like about it. The true device, if you want to go back to products, this is a this is a product. This is a disposable field test kit that can semi-quantitate delta nine or really all the THCs in plant material. And so this is designed, this first version, to be a rapid roadside test for law enforcement to distinguish between marijuana and hemp. So if that person that has a lot of people smoke hemp, it's a, it's a great way to ingest cannabinoids. And if they get pulled over, it's, you know, not a similar plant. It's the exact same plant yeah. as marijuana. Mm. And there's no, no field test that can and tell police, hey, this really is consistent with hemp. And so for them, you know, they don't want to arrest anybody. They don't have to. Um, and uh, they don't want to, you know, just impinge on anybody's civil rights. Not to mention the fact that they've got to send this sample off to a lab and it's going to take months, literally months, hundreds of dollars to get the result. Hmm. So by providing this, they can, in a couple of minutes, have a result, an objective result that says, you know, this is, this is measuring at 1% delta 9 THC, which is far more consistent with hemp than it is for marijuana. So um, we're really proud of that. We developed that with Purdue University Northwest. And um, we're actually in the in the process right now of handing this over to a large scale manufacturer um, that can make this in the tens of thousands. So hmm. I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's good to have those tools. Yeah, 
the next version will be with a, a handheld, either turbidity meter or spectrometer that, uh, you know, like one of those pull pH meter tests uh, that will be able to distinguish what we think right now to 0.01 delta 9 THC. And that will put it squarely in the, in, um, you know, the hands of regulators, hemp regulators, farmers uh, that need that, you know, 0.01%. Right now we're about 0.1 with a visual test. So will this measure, I mean, we'll give you the exact, so if it's a 12% CBD, if it's marijuana, will it tell you that? Or will it just tell you if it's over the 0.3? Or it'll it'll it distinguish 0.3124%. Okay. So it would, it would respond that this is higher than 4%. Okay. And I think most law enforcement agencies would classify that as marijuana. Um, so, you know, the, the unique thing is that States have different levels. Some states are 0.3, some states are one. And I can tell you from personal experience, the law enforcement agencies will have their own internal policy. So if their state is 1%, they may say, you know, we're, gonna, we're not investigating anything under 2%. And so it gives them that ability to match their internal policy with the, not only the state law, but, you know, the expectations of their community. So. So, so you have a, a drink mix and a bake mix here as well. Correct. So the drink mix is a little different. Um, it is, we actually have technically three different versions of the, of the drink mix, depending on the application. And once again, it's vegan, it's 100% all natural. Uh, but the, the drink mix, if it's a point of sale versus a hot pack versus a um, large scale um, non-hot pack situation. And technically, the three different formulations, very similar um, materials in there. But uh, what will work for a hot pack, like um, some iced teas, for example, or hot packs, won't necessarily work for a point of sale. They won't, um, they won't mix uh, the right way. So we technically have three different versions of the drink mix, but all are made with uh, vegan materials, no harsh chemicals, no preservatives, and you know, real hemp oil. Well, I think Blaine's going to be real interested in the cake mix, right, Blaine? <laughs> I'm interested in all of it, but yeah, I'm trying to figure out now how can I make how can I make some cookies? <laughs> there you go, right yeah, there. We, Looks we like still, there's a way um, We sell a on our uh, Pure Synergistics website. We sell um, a, a box that you can buy three packets of the bake mix, <clears throat> and you can literally mix it into your favorite recipe. So if you're making pancakes, you mix your dry ingredients first. You just dump one of these in there. Each packet contains 400 milligrams of CBD, including uh, miners. You just dry mix it. Then you mix in your oil and your eggs and make your pancakes like normal. Hmm. You won't be able to taste it. Uh, you won't be able to. Um, and before you buy anything here, we have a ton of sales all the time. So I, I suggest looking it up on Instagram or Facebook um, to find out where the sales are, okay. but um, it's literally as easy as tearing the pouch open, pouring it in, mixing as normal, and baking as normal. Hmm. The only thing that we've seen um, have a uh, little bit of loss in the CBD are deep fried goods with a high surface area. Hmm. So corn dogs, you're going to see about a thirty percent loss. Donuts, we see about a thirty percent loss. And that's because the outside of the material has a lot of surface area. And that's a 400-degree cooking process, and it will destroy the cannabinoids on the outside. Mm. But other than that, baked goods stay way under the, the um, denaturing temperatures of cannabinoids. How many packets do you get in that one little box, sir? You get three packets each with um, 400 milligrams. So 400 milligrams, uh, your typical recipes at home are 12 to 16 servings, whether it's cookies or bread or pancakes. So you put one packet in, you're going to get anywhere from 25 to 33 milligrams per slice of bread or per two cookies or, well, you know. That's a pretty good dose. You know, so, you know, with your background in science, uh, you know, the industry hasn't really come out to specify Hey, we need, you know, we don't have a dietary supplement guideline to say, you know, you need 50 milligrams of CBD a day or, you know, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? I think, you know, the industry seems to be settling around 25 milligrams and um, I, I've got no reason to think that's not appropriate. 
I think the bigger issue is how are you taking that? And, um, you know, we, you see a lot of products out there, especially on Amazon that, you know, advertise, seeing where they advertise millions of milligrams. <laughs> and you do the math and it's like the one jar contains supposedly two kilograms of CBD. <laughs> but um, you know, so people are, at least the uninformed are shooting for, well, the more I take, I take more vitamin C, I'll be healthier. Or if I take more, you know, yeah. multivitamins, I'll be healthier. And I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's more dependent on how you take it. And the current science is pretty clear that taking it with food is the way to go. Hmm. And that's a 14x improvement in absorbability, especially with fatty foods. Um, you know, and uh, so people that are, are going to be able to incorporate this into food or food products, real food, I'm not talking gummy bears, um, are, are generally going to see a better result. Um, for my, you know, circle of friends and family that take our products, generally speaking, the people that have um, relatively minor issues seem to be fine with 25 milligrams a day. Those with, you know, more difficult problems tend to do with 50 a day, probably take twice, once 25, but twice a day. Um, so that they're they're really addressing their back issue or their um, you know arthritis or whatever it is that they're trying to mitigate. Um, in terms of of um, you know acute injuries, I, I think loading it up as much as possible, specifically with the topicals, seems to have a better effect. And it's less about how many milligrams. Um, just load them up. Uh, it's it's um, like patches and, and topicals really seem to help cervical acute issues from rashes to um you know cuts stuff like that so with your cake mix then it'd be one cookie a day or two cookies a day right uh, to get that 25 or 50 milligrams or well my daughter makes my my daughter makes the cookies at home and sometimes a batch of cookies is like you know 24 cookies and sometimes it's 48 i, I don't know why um <laughs> but uh i guess it depends on the size of the cookie so you know, if you want 25 milligrams a day, you'd want your serving or you'd want your serving to be, um, you know, basically to be 16 out of that recipe, 16 slices of bread, 16 cookies. Um, you could put this in icing. We've seen people do that. And instead of putting it in the baker, they'll put it in the icing and, you know, put that on the top. You put it in gravies. Um, I think that would be a pretty interesting way to deliver cannabinoids in a turkey gravy but um hmm. we haven't found a food yet that this doesn't pair well with a smoothie um a shake you know stuff like that do very well in. chocolate peanut butter protein balls might work out <laughs> yeah look those award-winning ones that uh, i know a guy makes right uh, fat helps too so don't underestimate uh you know nutritional fat obviously you want to you're consuming good fats but um it really boosts the, the absorbability and the bioavailability of the cannabinoids. And this is coming from independent medical studies. This is not, you know, me. Yeah. And so, then, you know, price, price point, you can't be making your own. You just can't. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, one of the things I knew first walking into CBD stores is it's nothing but gummies. And, you know, they have these stupid gummies at five bucks a piece for 25 milligrams. Mm. And, you know, we make them, people buy them, but how many gummies can you eat? I, I think I'd get sick of them. So <laughs> this bomb is great. We've had a lot of really good success with this bomb. Um, this is not using um, bio-drying, the powderized hemp oil, although we, are, we do have a time-release version that includes straight-up distillate and bio-dry as a delivery device. So... Hopefully, it'll be coming out that soon. Hmm. Excellent. Well, I can see that the hamper is going to have to uh, buy some of that uh, that bake mix, and we're going to have to have some recipes with that in the near future. Yeah, Ron, we need to get get you guys at uh, in Lansing in January at the Midwest I Hemp Expo. Yeah. Love to come. Yeah, so I'll, I'll send you some information on that. We, we guarantee it'll be 70 degrees inside the expo. So. <laughs> I love cold weather. Yeah, you'll, you'll, be you'll love right Michigan then. <laughs> right at home. Excellent. Thanks so much, Ron. This is good information. 
I always love it. I learn new things all the time. This is right. Yeah. Fun. You know, tech, technology is great when it works. <laughs> I have, it's never happened to me before, ever. So, okay. um, yeah. But we made out. We'll be over to you. Yeah. So, you know, one, this is, this is down a little here. bit on this page. It looks like your brother in the middle. Is that your brother or no? Oh, that's Just kidding. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Younger picture there. You're less gray like me, you know. <laughs> Can you scroll down a little, Blaine? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, Charlie Batch. Oh, yeah. Uh, is part of our team. Um, I'm just really super proud about that. And um, that, that happened a couple of months ago. Mark Mangieri, our vice president of sales and brand, this guy came from, uh, you know, the food and nutraceutical world. And he's sold with his companies hundreds of millions of dollars of nutraceutical products. So in, in terms of how, why we make the Cannaboost and, and um, you know, the, the Nutri-Mix versus Bake Mix, it's because of Mark. Mark had the, the vision. I, I was able to you know, help make it happen, but uh, Mark's the driver behind that. So a couple of our chemists, we haven't, we haven't uh, updated with everybody. They're great. Takes the team. Yep. Excellent. Well, Ron, I want to thank you very much for being on the show today. And uh, again, great information. Um, you know, again, we're learning every time, every day. There's more and more things that we're learning to do with the hemp and the hemp plant. And uh, this is just another uh, another show of that, what can be done. So it's my pleasure, my honor. Thank you. And I'm very sorry about the login. <laughs> oh, no. You were, you were, that was fine. It worked out just fine. So, yeah. Uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing you. Are, will you be at any uh, of the recent uh, expos? Are you planning on being at any of the expos coming up in the near future? I know there's a one out east and some other stuff, but. So I know we are. Um, I don't know which ones. One's out in Las Vegas. I, I don't pay attention. Yep. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, they MJ Bizcom. Okay. Uh, but Russ or Sosmo is going to that one. I think Russ and Mark are both going to that one. I think it's the White Label Expo, okay. if I recall correctly. Uh, I'm, of course, going to be out in, um, was that Michigan? In a month or two? Well, end mm -hmm. of September. Um, I don't know what other shows that our sales team has planned. There's a big one in Raleigh on Labor Day weekend. Yeah, the Southern Hemp Expo, which will, will be there. Well, Ron, we'll uh, we'll keep tabs with you, and uh, as new as new products come out, as new uh, inventions you guys work with come out, let us know. We'll be uh, we'll be glad to share that with everybody. And uh, like I say, we'll be getting some of the uh, bake mix. And what kind do we want, guys? You want chocolate chip? You want raisin? You want oatmeal raisin? We'll figure that. Do you have a recipe for today, Blaine? Do you got it? You, you got to yeah, stick around, Ron. Then you'll see where the baking goods comes in here with Blaine. You know. So. Yeah. Uh, could just a couple things before we get into the uh, to the recipe for today. I want to remind everybody that uh, uh, January 21st and 22nd uh, will be the uh, Midwest IHEMP Expo. Uh, that'll be in Lansing. We uh, had a great meeting there this week. We went through the facility, both there in the Radisson, and they were uh, really looking forward to uh, our event and the Hempies Award. You know, uh, Ron, you may want to enter this into the Hempies Awards, too, just to get a little more publicity out there on it. We'll get you some information on that. Uh, so that's going to be a fun event. That's going to be Friday night. Now, Thursday, before the event, we're planning to have a, a training session with uh, the U.S. Hemp Authority and Food ID Chain, Food Chain ID, uh, about how everybody gets step makes their next steps towards getting certified and getting the U.S. Hemp Authority steal on that. So look forward for that. We also got a webinar coming up on the 25th. That's going to be on a, on a Wednesday, both at noon and at 7 o'clock. Uh, with Food Chain ID, again, just to talk about the certification process and how important this is moving forward so everybody understands that they're getting a good, safe product out there. So that'll be coming up. Uh, at this point, uh, the website is up for the, uh, for the expo. You can, uh, exhibitors can reserve their spaces. We have limited uh, that we're on that. Uh, so get your space soon for that. You can also buy your tickets and we'll soon be having the speakers and the agenda up very quickly on that too. Two days of, of speaking, uh, the party Friday night, and it's going to be a good time. And again, we can promise uh, indoor, no snow, nice temperatures for the indoors. You can walk right across from the Radisson to the Lansing Center, never have to go outdoors. So 
we'll look forward to that. Uh, let's see. The other thing coming up uh, is in uh, Indiana, uh, Monday, August 30th, is the Fiber Form and Field Day coming up. You need to register for that. That's in uh, Martinsville, Indiana. And then um, also uh, the Show Me State. Uh, they have their event coming up, the second annual Ag Classic Expo. That's August 24th. And uh, then uh, Illinois is having their uh, their meeting. And I don't have that date. It's September uh, September 20, I have it, and we're doing a Frisbee event there. Yeah, they've got a disc golf there. Yeah, we're going to do cool. It's a golf, golf course, and they got a disc golf there. You can find all of these dates and all these information, more information on the website. Also, don't forget that uh, the Wisconsin is looking for all of you that have your little favorite little spots that you have your ditch weed out there. They're looking for feral hemp studies, so... They're looking for someone to share that information. They promised not to share that with anybody, but. Could, could you show our events page, Blaine, while you're, you're sharing your screen? Can you go to I Am Michigan to the events page? Mm -hmm. you know, so people know where to get this information. I Michigan.com is where you want to go to. And then you go to Hemp events. events. Oop, there we go. And you can get the calendar. Um, yeah, it just, yeah, the Hemp events link works the same. Mm -hmm. so, also, uh, oh, this uh, this Saturday. Oh, there we go. Good, 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 good segue, yeah. Dave. I'm glad we got that. So this Saturday, if you haven't, uh, if you got time, you want to come have some fun. We're going to have a little road rally uh, in the comfort of your own car. Um, so we're going to start at uh, Mid Michigan Hemp Supply in Midland, and we're going to go to the Craft uh, Hemp Company in Midland. Uh, get some goodie bags there. Uh, they're definitely worth the price of admission. It's only ten dollars. If you want to get a shirt, uh, you can get that as well. Then we're going to drive over to the thumb area. We're going to go see Mark Vollmer. He's growing some organic uh, hemp seed grain. Uh, and then we're going to get a stop. Uh, we're hoping we're going to be able to talk to the farmer, but nothing else we're going to drive by. They're doing, uh, there's a number of acres that are being grown in the thumb area that are contracted CBD acres, um, organic. And so we're going to get a drive by there at least and maybe a little bit of information on that. And then we're going to wind up and have a fun little event down here in Birch Run at uh, the Birch Run Wellness Center. Uh, Ron's going to be our host there, and we're going to have a little uh, dinner and a little giveaway. So what's going to happen is on this is that every stop we have, you're going to get a playing card, so a discard, um, and you make your best poker hand in the end, and the and the winner will have winner will have a gift for the winners in the end down there. So everybody's going to get something. It's going to be a fun time. This is our August hemp working event. Our September hemp working event will be held in conjunction with the uh, uh, the West Michigan. Uh, cannabis and hemp expo as well as the stem i was on my steam but it's stem uh, event that's going to be going on in grand rapids so that's going to be our big event for uh, for the month of september so with that guys have i forgot anything you've done no. well thank you mike how about your show next week you know who you're going to have on or not at this point we're talking to dart bank trying to get them on we're going to try to feature a, a new cannabis friendly bank uh, as we work our way through the list of six uh, and then we're also going to be talking about the Grand Rapids event on the, uh, September 11th, the Canna Expo up there in Grand Rapids. So we're going to have the organizer for that event on the show. And, and Mike, when is that show again? Date and time? It's uh, Wednesdays at one o'clock on Facebook, and then uh, it's available on demand at a number of locations afterwards if you can't watch it live. All right, Dave, I'm going to stop sharing, or do I, or do I have it? Dave, do you have the recipe? I do not. I was hoping you could, since you're sharing already. Uh, here we go. So if you want to find all the recipes that we've been doing, we've been putting up here. Uh, we we have them up there for anybody else. You go down under hemp recipes, and you click on that. And we're going to bring up today's recipe. It should be in the left column right, right there. there. Ooh, no, I, I think some of Ron's product could fit nicely into that. Don't you, I, you know, I think it'll go right in that nice blueberry muffin. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. right there. Absolutely. So many muffins and cookies and cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can even put in the, like you said, you can even put it in smoothies. So this is the uh, this is the kiwi ginger zinger protein smoothie with hemp hearts is what this oh, is. Click on it, Blaine. Yep. There we go. There we go. Beautiful. Yeah, mm, looks so it's a real cold. simple recipe. Um, you know, five minutes. I like things that are quick and easy. Um, today, I have to I have to give the uh, the chef the, the uh, acknowledgement. Becky made this today, but see, we actually have our. Ooh, Ooh yeah, looks yeah. good. See, we're getting better. See, 
healing and anti-inflammatory antioxidant rich smoothie with kiwi, fresh ginger, coconut milk, parsley leaves, hemp hearts, and the agave nectar. Yummy, like it says there. Pretty simple, two, two ripe kiwis, uh, a little bit of fresh ginger, uh, light coconut milk. Um, I didn't get the canned, I got the, 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 the carton of it this today, but Packley, uh, pick fresh parsley leaves, and of course the ever important raw shelled hemp hearts, and then the nectar. So pretty much step-by-step uh, -step instructions, pretty simple there. And uh, easy to uh, easy peasy to make, and I tell you what, it's got a nice with that ginger in there. It's got a real nice little zinger to it. Excellent. Okay. It's got to be healthy. Mm. It's got to be better than a McDonald's shake, right? <laughs> yes. There we go. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard. That, so that's today's recipe. It is a kiwi ginger zinger zinger smoothie yeah. with hemp hearts. So beautiful. Enjoy. Easy to make. All right, cheers. Next week we'll be uh, again. I'll be broadcasting, and my my part of my my part of it will be from the Neogen headquarters. We're going to talk about the Raptor, a brand new test uh, testing that they've come out with to be able to help people to monitor their THC levels throughout the growing season, so we do not get above that 0.3 percent, so your crop does not have to get destroyed. So uh, that's going to be our show for next week. So. All right. We will have a special guest, my partner and I have manufacturing, Tony, it's his birthday. We're going to bring him in to say hello. Yeah, sweet. Now, are those the guys that make that really famous hemp frisbee? You mean you mean this frisbee right here? Yeah, I set you up there. I set you up, Dave. Thanks, so. thanks buddy. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Things are yeah, moving along rather up. rapidly. It's uh, exciting times. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Enjoyed, Ron. Again, thank you for all the great information. We enjoyed that. And uh, we'll see you all next week. All, all right. right. Have a good well, week, everyone. Then, Thank you. Thank you for listening to the IHEMP Michigan podcast. Have a question, comment, or suggestion? Email Dave at IHEMPMichigan.com.